Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Coming up, we're listening to some recently released CDs. We'll hear medieval music by Neidhart von Hoyenthal, two requiems by Akagam and Pierre de la Rue, Michelangelo Falvetti's depiction of Noah's Flood, and a bassoon concerto by Antonio Vivaldi. Plus, we'll explore music of the French Baroque, featuring a classic release from 1973, the first recording ever made by the ensemble La Petite Bande. Take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on 1535. Composer Guillaume de Ver was born in 1535 in Flanders, near the city of Antwerp. In early childhood, de Ver traveled to Italy, where he trained at the chapel of the Marquesa of Padula. Later associations with Italy's most powerful families, the Gonzagas and Destas, promoted de Ver's musical work in Mantua and Ferrara. Between cities, he became a seminal figure in the development of late Renaissance secular music. His ebullient musical style encouraged similar innovations in the madrigals of Claudio Monteverdi and exerted influence on the music of the Baroque. In 1535 England, Thomas Knight worked as an organist for Salisbury Cathedral and put forth polyphonic settings that would appear in the Peterhouse and Gifford part books. The unique preservations reflect a widespread shift from large choir books to that of smaller part books. Such a shift likely occurred in order to reduce expense and promote greater ease in reading. That same year that saw 12 Anabaptists run nude through the streets of Amsterdam also marks the discovery of Montreal. French explorer Jacques Cartier set off on his second voyage for the Northwest Passage in 1535. The sea route would be a vital path from the Atlantic to the Pacific, enabling Cartier and his men access to Asia. Cartier's course up the St. Lawrence River led him to the Iroquoian village of Auchlega, now called Montreal. There he scaled a mountain, which he named Mount Royal, or Mount Royal, in honor of King Francis I. In 1535, another explorer, Francisco Pizarro, began a settlement in Peru's Rimac Valley that would later be known as the city of Lima. The Spanish crown issued an edict granting Pizarro governance over all lands conquered. After the defeat of the Incan emperor Atahualpa, Pizarro at last established his capital and called it Ciudad de los Reyes, or City of the Kings. Meanwhile, off the west coast of South America, Bishop Tomas de Berlanga's ship sailed through uncharted waters. Berlanga had set a course for Peru in order to help settle a dispute between Pizarro and his lieutenants. Unexpectedly, his vessel was blown off course and found its way toward an archipelago of undiscovered volcanic islands. A diversity of flora and fauna astonished the travelers and prompted continued exploration in years to come. Later, in 1570, the archipelago was named Insule de los Galopagos, or Islands of the Tortoises, in honor of its mammoth inhabitants. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1535. I'm Angela Mariani. 
You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books in our gift store at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Despite several damaged pages, the Frankfurt Fragment, a manuscript dating from around the year 1300, preserves several texts and melodies of the poet-musician Neidhardt von Reuenthal, a famous Minnesinger. Ensemble Leones has recorded music from the manuscript in their 2012 release, Neidhardt, a Minnesinger and his Veil of Tears. Neidhart seems to have enjoyed satirizing the classic Minnesang topics of duty, love, and loyalty. While starting out in earnest, his lyric poetry often takes an ironic turn after the first few verses. It's possible that Neidhart accompanied his singing with instruments. Among them would have been viols, guitars, lutes, and perhaps bagpipes. Several instrumental pieces on this recording are improvised, compiled, and arranged from Neidhart tunes and various contemporary melodies.
We heard Clausule, arranged from several Neidhart songs, and 13th century English monodies, followed by Summer und Winde from the Frankfurt fragment, performed by Ensemble Leones on their 2012 Naxos recording Neidhart, a Minnesinger and his Veil of Tears. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. The Requiems by Johannes Ockeghem and Pierre de la Rue are among the earliest known polyphonic examples of the genre. 
A 2012 recording by Dutch-based Capella Pratensis offers performances of these two requiems. Taken from the Kiji manuscript, Akagem's setting is striking in that it's notated by mostly two- and three-part writing, with a maximum of four parts. However, it takes at least six voices to accommodate the various ranges for his writing. This characteristic has led some to wonder whether Akagem's Requiem as it appears in the Kiji manuscript is actually a work in progress, since others in the collection are obviously incomplete. <laughs>
We heard the Kyrie from Johannes Ockham's Requiem Mass performed by Capella Pratensis. Pierre de la Rue was a generation younger than Ockham, but their requiems were probably written about the same time. It's in some ways surprising to think that these polyphonic masses for the dead could have been composed at all, much less survive, since the medieval church had strict rules against musical adornment for rites of mourning at that time.
We heard the Introitus from the Requiem by Pierre de la Rue, performed by Capella Pratensis, from their 2012 release on the Challenge Classics label. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, publisher of Early Music America magazine, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. We're listening to some recently released recordings on this edition of Harmonia. A worldwide flood, a great sea-going vessel, and the man spared from it all. You guessed it, we're talking about Noah and his ark. This catastrophic flood epic, set by 17th century Italian composer Michelangelo Falvetti, depicts the destruction, or purification, of all creation, humankind, and animals, save Noah and those with him in the ark, who are spared to repopulate the earth. In a performance of Falvetti's Il Diluvio Universale, Capella Mediterranea and the Namor Chamber Choir, led by Leonardo Garcia Alarcón, are joined by Iranian percussionist Kevan Shemirani. You can almost hear the raindrops begin to fall as Noah and his wife comfort one another in the face of the impending waters, and the chorus of humanity tries to escape in the midst of the storm.
Noah's Flood, depicted by composer Michelangelo Falvetti, performed by Capella Mediterranea and the Namor Chamber Choir, led by Leonardo Garcia Alarcón, on a 2011 Ambrone release. Falvetti's Il Diluvio Universale was first performed in 1682, when another Italian composer, Antonio Vivaldi, was about four years old. Italian composers of Vivaldi's generation were clearly interested in the French style, and the term alla francese appears in several of his manuscripts. Seizing on this idea, all of the concerti on Ensemble La Serenissima's recent release have some association with France. One concerto was included simply because its manuscript version is written on French paper. Others were copied into a presentation set probably intended for a French nobleman. In the case of this bassoon concerto, La Serenissima finds the French flavor in the final movement, which Vivaldi casts unusually in the form of a minuet en rondo. Thank <laughs> you. 
bassoon is Peter Whelan with the ensemble La Serenissima performing the minuet from Vivaldi's bassoon concerto in C, RV473, from their 2011 recording Vivaldi, The French Connection 2, on the AVI label. Hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. The Belgian ensemble La Petite Bande was founded at the suggestion of the record company Deutsche Harmonia Mundi in order to make the 1973 recording we're featuring today. The ensemble's namesake, La Petite Bande, is in fact what Baroque composer Jean-Baptiste Lully called the orchestra he founded in France while in the service of King Louis XIV. In 1670, Lully composed his comédie ballet Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. In 1973, the modern-day La Petite Bande undertook its first project, a recording of Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme, with the same instrumentation as Lully's original band. Many of the musicians heard on this recording are both formative and visionary in the field of early music. Among them include Baroque violinists Sigiswald Koichen and Lucy van Dale, as well as Jordi Saval playing the cello, alongside Honor Belsma, Wieland Koichen, and Richter van der Meer. Some, like oboist Bruce Haynes and Gustav Leonhardt, who directed the orchestra for this recording, have recently passed away. Autumn of 2012 marks this seminal ensemble's 40th anniversary. In honor of this milestone, let's hear from La Petite Band's very first recording.
La Petite Band performed orchestral music and dances from Jean-Baptiste Lully's Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writers for this edition of Harmonia were Janelle Davis and Wendy Gillespie. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Anna Coogan, Laura Osterlin, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.